Uh, hi, this is Rachel. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Let me have another beer. Hi, this is Rachel. Hey, this is Spencer. And this is Neon Boots, the 90s country music podcast. Season two. Season two. Spencer, did you think we would get this far? 21 episodes? <laughs> that was like a prepared question. I was it like, was. I was like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> I'm trying to be professional. Spencer, we've made it. 21 episodes, 20 special guests. Did you believe in us? I thought... One of us or people that, for some reason, are listening to this or people we are convincing to do this would be sick of our bullshit well before that. One of those three groups. Apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. I don't know. Apparently our bullshit's great. Yeah. Apparently, however many listeners are listening to this is enough for us to keep doing it. So Thanks, guys. And for us to trick other people into doing it. So Thanks, future that. guests <laughs> and past guests to legitimize our bullshit. Yes. Um, Did you think we would make it this far? I, I I know I didn't <laughs> uh, to get real philosophical here I'm an Aries and we are really good at starting stuff but not finishing so I figured that this would be one of those situations for me that I would like be into it gung-ho at the beginning and then be like okay I'm done with this but I'm still into it also, I don't know if you can tell, Rachel had her baby. I don't know if that was a big announcement you're about to make. Congratulations, baby Hooch is here. Right, so she's been drinking. I'm drinking I've been again. Drinking. So cheers, yeah, cheers, clink. So we may lose whatever listeners we have <laughs> real quick during this season. It's of- going to go downhill because it's it's been. Uh, well, I don't know. I feel like my baby brain was about the equivalent of me being drunk. <laughs> so. Drunk with the baby. Drunk with a baby. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Baby Hooch is great. He was born on June 4th. Spencer has still not purchased him a onesie that says Baby Hooch. I'm waiting for that, Uncle Spence. Okay, well, I've only been back in the country for like two weeks. Yeah. That. So, so, there's a lot of Etsy things to sort <laughs> through to figure my shit out on what I'm going to order. Yeah. So in case you guys didn't figure it out, a lot of our most recent episodes were recorded a very long time ago. So we've actually had about a two and a half month break from recording. In that time, I had a baby. Spencer, you became a world traveler. Been a world traveler. Okay. Well, you... But yeah, I traveled a lot. I went to Australia, Thailand, and Vietnam, and Cambodia, and Malaysia, which was great because we talked a lot in our podcast we recorded about Lil Nas X, and everyone fucking loves Old Town Road, no matter where you are. We're in Cambodia, and this, like, rickshaw has Old Town Road blasting, and I was like, fuck yes. Yes. So, we definitely did put stuff up (laughs) way after, like, when Rachel predicted that Mason Ramsey would be on Old Town Road, and then he was, then we put that episode up, like... A week after it happened, even though she said like two months at a time. Oops. So what I'm going to do right now is that I'm going to predict that Dolly Parton is going to do a version. Today is August 12th. It is 8.38 p.m., but we have not looked at Twitter in some time, so she may have already released that. Right. (laughs) Might already be in existence. (laughs) But if I'm I'm calling the prediction. If I get it right, then I'm just like... Well, he teased Reba being on it, so that's what I wanted to happen. That would be amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like Reba is more into that than Dolly, but we were wrong. I don't know. Dolly enjoys staying relevant with weird ass stuff, so I could see her do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, my money's okay. on Reba. If one of those two does it, my money's on Reba. Yours is on Dolly. Mine's on Dolly. So, um, season one recap. My number one point was that we talked a lot about Lil Nas X. So, I can check that off the list. We also talked a lot about Casey Musgraves. Yes. Who has nothing really to do with 90s country. Other no. than that she's country. I mean, if you went through our episodes and looked at what actually had to do with nice country. There's a, not <laughs> very much. Relatively low percentage <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, so... So maybe, actually, our listeners don't really like 90s country that much. <laughs> we should just become an everything except 90s country podcast. Yeah. We uh, could become a biscuit podcast, except that we still have not gotten a fucking Bojangles. Is that on your recap? Because it should be. I'm sad. It is. Still no Bojangle sponsorship. It's on my season one recap. Yeah, that's made me really sad. That's If I Come was going to give up, it was going to be because of that. Because, I mean, really, that's what I'm here for. We just need a, a biscuit sponsorship. Or beer. But, you know, either, both mm-hmm. would be great. Yeah. I um, mean, did you see that Reese posted about my love for Bojangles today? Yes. So she, <laughs> she said, I should really have a Bojangles sponsorship, or we should. She's never seen a person love a thing more. She makes me feel really honored. That my love of Bojangles is that apparent. So, thank you, Reese, for recognizing my love. I mean, I feel like I... I don't know. I feel like Baby Hooch, my love for him is slightly above Biscuits. But that's the right well, thing mean, to your, say since I'm his mom, your right? Your biggest news was that. My biggest news was Bojangles came up with pimento cheese biscuit this summer. So, yes. we both had big things happen in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Who am I to judge which one's bigger? Which one's bigger? Maybe we could get some of that Tuffy beer to sponsor us. That'd be nice. Yeah. NC State fans out there. And that's where I met Baby Hooch. So and Yeah, you, you know, met Baby Hooch at the Tuffy release the, party. The old Tuffy release. So Pretty yeah. good stuff. We're ready for football season. I mean, our standards are pretty much whoever wants to give us free Anything. things. We'll period. take them. Yeah. I mean, hams, like, they can be that, that level. <laughs> it's fine. Hams, the beer, or just the meat product. I right. like Country ham hams. sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. Country ham biscuits. You know, anything else that stood out to you? <laughs> this is season? derailed really quickly. No, this is awesome. <laughs> anything else in season one that you are particularly proud of? Um, I just really appreciate everyone that has agreed to be on this in the past and yeah. that we have tricked to do it. So far for this season. You say tricked, but the funny thing is, pretty much everybody that we had on season one was like super pumped whenever we invited I know, them. I just, I'm always Maybe like, don't, don't you have some verity with your time? You no. can say no to us. Like, <laughs> you realize how much bullshit we're like. But this is fun. This is, is fun. It is fun. Anyone that might be on this in the future, don't listen to that part. <laughs> um, but yes, we appreciate it because no one wants to hear this, whatever is happening right now. Every week or two. No, so no, no, no. Th- that, that doesn't need to happen. Okay, so this episode is the beginning of season two. What are your goals for season two? Uh, that biscuit sponsorship would be nice. Yeah, that's let's, a good let's, one. Let's, let's get that biscuit list. sponsorship. Yeah. That's the big one. If you could have any guest on season two, who would it be? Let's stick to like local and feasible. So don't say Casey Musgraves because I don't know how. Does that be that local is. and feasible, or local or feasible? Local or feasible. Okay, I really love to have Lee Baines on here because he is a very impressive thinker to me, but also from the South and definitely knows country. So 
that's someone who is pretty high up on my list. I think I'm just going to shoot out in left field here, and I'm going to say John Darnell. Oh, you've been talking about that one. That's yeah. On the, that's on the, we have a Google Doc. That's been on the Google Doc for quite yeah. some time. Uh, so John's in the band Mountain Goats, and he lives here in Durham. And I think that he just has a lot of really cool ideas and perspectives about music, and I would like to hear what he thinks about 90s country. You're in Durham. You need to make that connection. I know. John, I'm going to call you. <laughs> Do you have his number? Doubt it. I can maybe get it. <laughs> I know people. We know Al. Al toured with Hey, John. Al. Call John. Thanks. <laughs> we'll take you to Myrtle Beach, Al. Done. Done. Ooh, maybe that should be a season two goal is to take the show on the road to various locations that we've mentioned. Myrtle Beach being one. Oh, man. Does that mean you're exposing a baby hooch to Myrtle Beach his prior to one his year? His grandfather lives down there. It's got to happen. Isn't eventually. that like honey where you can only you got to wait till they're a certain age before they can be exposed to it? Nine months. <laughs> okay, well. Nine months saying, is a safe exposure age like to Myrtle 90 Beach. 90 months for Myrtle Beach. <laughs> so Myrtle Beach, Dollywood. We're hoping to record some shows at Hopscotch live from Raleigh. Not live. No, no we love. <laughs> Let's not make Maybe problem. that should be a season two goal is to do a live episode. I don't even know how the fuck to do that. So we'll figure that, it out. That means Spencer's going to figure it out. So <laughs> fuck. Spencer's a tech guy here. Uh, we'll just set up like a Instagram live. That's easy. I mean, if this season can be like a few years long, we can probably accomplish all these things. I think so too. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just make sure the season lasts as long as it takes to accomplish these goals. So one of my other goals, which I'm not accomplishing so far on this episode, is to talk better so that Spencer <laughs> does not have to do so much editing. Literally a text she sent. <laughs> we could just try to talk better and then you wouldn't have to spend so much time editing. But the beer's going to get in the way of yeah, that. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Okay, we can try. We already have some cool guests. One that we've lined up that's a definite. Because <laughs> we just recorded. God, Spencer, why do you have to give away all of our yeah, recording sorry. secrets? Sorry. Saman is joining us for the next episode to talk about Saman Kujinian. You can say his name. Kujinian. Yeah. Like Virginian, but without the <laughs> V or the R. <laughs> That one is one of the ones I've been waiting to record or like anxious to record for so long because we're talking about the Sting song, I'm So Happy I Can't Stop Crying, which mm-hmm. is one of the best things that has come from doing this podcast is Simon sending me that song or that video more specifically. Yeah, you'll hear more about that next episode. So stay tuned for that. Today I was messaging our friend James Phillips from Bombadil. They've got a new album coming out and I think he's going to do an episode with us. If Rachel just decided to name everyone. Yeah, so then, I'm going to say it to will it to happen. Yeah, anyone that knows me knows that that's not my style. So I'm like, I don't want to say one. They'll change their mind. Oh, do you want me just to read off our entire like potential guest list? We've no, got, I mean, so I, I'm We've been trying sure. to get Kate Rudy on here for forever. Yeah, so she just wants us to mention her name every episode. Mm-hmm. And it's never going to be on it, I think, is the plan. Yeah. Um, but I do think we're going to do one mandolin orange. Right? Yeah, and John Howie. Peter Holsapple from the DBs is saying he's going to do one. Yeah. And he's on tour with Hootie and the Blowfish right now. So, you know, no big deal. I can't believe that they're coming. They have a new album coming out? Yeah. I saw them when they played in May, I guess, in Raleigh. And it was awesome. Yeah, and line up hopefully some stuff during Hopscotch. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Still don't like being like, oh, we're going to do this one with this person in case it falls through. Nope, I'm but, putting it out there. Okay, well, 
I'll just keep them all secret from Rachel till they're confirmed then if I'm talking to anybody. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Another new thing with season two, we're going to try a slightly different format. So if you've been listening so far, we do three. <laughs> thank you thank for you, putting over the bullshit. Thank you for sticking with us. But we do three songs an episode. Spencer and I each choose one, and then our guest also chooses one. But with the experience that we had during season one, we're interested in having kind of a deeper dive of the actual guests, like their experience in their life. And if they're artists, we want to hear about their music a little bit more. So we're going to focus just on one song an episode. And of course, with the bullshit and tangents that we tend to do, other stuff will inevitably come up. But we're going to try that. And we only have like 90 or less followers on social media, but tweet or Instagram us to tell us what you think about it. Uh, Because we really don't care that much. We're just trying different stuff to see what sticks. Yeah, it should be shorter, which means it should take less time for me to edit, which should make me hate listening to us talk more or less. Or I won't hate that as much. Words are hard. Yeah. And so hopefully we can get episodes out maybe a little bit more often, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe try to do them a little bit more than every two weeks. Maybe go back to weekly like we did in the beginning. Or weekly and skipping some weeks. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We don't owe y'all nothing, so we'll put them up when we feel like it, I guess. But Just yeah. subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, and then you'll automatically get it updated so you don't have to think about it. Yeah, or you can wait till Rachel posts on Instagram a week and a half later. And- hey, shut up. I mean, we both have full-time jobs yeah, that's and true. other side hustles yeah. on have, top of this podcast. Yeah, we have shit going on. So. so you're welcome for us prioritizing this. So that you can listen to our bullshit. Um, we had a song picked out for today. Do you want to talk about it for a hot minute? Sure. Just to keep with the format. So in honor of Baby Hooch being born, we chose the song Little Bitty by Alan Jackson. Recorded by Alan Jackson. True. I had to break the news to Rachel this was a cover. I didn't know that. Of Tom T. Hall. Mm-hmm. Which I listened to the Tom T. Hall version and I like it better. You like the Tom T. Hall version? I do. I like that on Jackson Burr. I mean, I like Tom T. Hall a lot, but I just don't like his version. It's not as like peppy and upbeat. I don't know. I I like it because I feel like it's more of a storytelling type thing. Well, yeah. I mean, that's his his whole thing. Yeah. But I, I think that that format of like a storytelling fits with the song. And I found an article about how he wrote. The song, did you find this? I probably found the same one. Well, I mean, to go back to your summer adventures, he was in Australia when he wrote this song. I was probably in the same place, so, you know, I took similar inspiration. It's Tom T. Oh, yeah, just wait for my number one country (laughs) single to be out. So you've got, like, Little Bitty 2 in... in (laughs) Little Bitty 2, Electric Boogaloo. It's coming out. (laughs) Spring 2020. But, yeah, he talked about this concept of, like, Kind of small town living, small house with a picket fence, and the concept of little bitty being something that everybody understood. Like he asked a waitress at some bar, you know, do you know what little bitty means? And she was like, yeah, and looked at him like he was crazy. And it kind of confirmed that this idea of like little bitty being like a tiny quaint thing is universal. My favorite thing in that quote that I read was, he said he thought it was maybe something he learned in Kentucky. He said, some of those things you bring out of those hollers and take them out into polite society and they have no idea what you're talking about. So he just wanted to check and make sure everyone else, it was a universal I mean, I, I respect that because growing up, 
I say fixin' to, like I'm about to do something. And I said that to a friend of mine from Boston and he was like, I don't, you're, what? What are you fixing? Something's broken? My man, context clues. Figure that out. Figure it out. But of course we love Alan Jackson here at this here podcast. Wait, so you, you didn't finish the rest of the story about this. Oh, what what else was there? So he he put out one of his albums in the 90s. I believe it was a 96. 96 songs right? from Sop, Sop Choppy. I was letting you say that. <laughs> so he basically said he put it in a drawer for a couple of years. He moved and then he like emptied out his drawer and then he like went through his drawer after he moved out or, or whatever, and he pulled out and said, "Oh, I should probably finish this song." And then put it on his album. He said it was missing uh, last verse, but the last verse is, you know, like he says, a cyclical song. It kind of starts how it ends, or ends how it starts. And so they put on the album, and then the next year mm-hmm. was when Alan Jackson recorded, yeah. right? Actually, I think it was out the same year. They were both in '96. Alan Jackson heard it and pretty quickly recorded and put it out. And I think that I'll save like the deep dive on Alan Jackson because we don't have a ton of time this episode. But a lot of Alan Jackson songs were ones that he wrote himself. So right, he's in the was, Songwriter Hall of Fame. Right. So this he's, is, I think, one of the rare covers that he did in his career. I think about two thirds of his number ones were ones he wrote or co-wrote. Mm-hmm. If I'm right, maybe three quarters, something like that. So I mean. Yeah, he's he's known for writing a lot of his songs, but I think too sometimes those songwriters do almost a better job like finding the songs other people wrote that like speak right. to them or they can like do well. well and or- we talked about that on the episode where we talked about Chattahoochee. Like Alan Jackson didn't write that song, but the guy who did wrote it almost with him in mind. Right, right, yeah, because he grew up close to the chat because i mean this did nothing for tom t hall which i don't think he did anything on the charts in the 90s because it's kind of past his time Mm -hmm. but was the number one for alan jackson so he you know obviously could kind of find a song and and know what to do with it i mean tall tall trees is another one that alan jackson did that's one of my favorites of his that george jones and roger miller wrote so two more like classic songwriters that he just like yeah, I want to pick up that song and, and yeah. make it mine. Those two were a little bit more closely together. The original and the, uh, the originals and his. These two are a little bit more distinct, I guess. Yeah. Should we listen to Alan Jackson's? Absolutely. Have a little love on a little honeymoon. You got a little dish and you got a little spoon. A little bitty house and a little bitty yard. Little bitty dog and a little bitty car. But it's alright to be a little bitty in a little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share, might as well smile. Life goes on for a little bitty while. So we both watched the Alan Jackson documentary recently. I watched it last night because Rachel told me and found it on, I think, Amazon Prime. Not the highest quality. No, it's very, like, surface level. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing is going to blow your mind that's in there. Well, unless you don't know a ton about Alan Jackson. Even if you know, like, a little bit about Alan Jackson, I feel like you'd still be like, eh, it's kind of what I expected. Well, like, I didn't know... I don't think that I knew that his wife was his high school sweetheart. They did take a break 
in the late 90s, I think, yeah. because of some infidelity issues. But then they've been together pretty much. And, and I think that that's really cool that before he even decided that he was going to try and be a musician, which was not his original plan right. at all. And she's just been on board ever since. And she also was really an important part of him succeeding in the music business because she ran into Glenn Campbell at the airport and was like, hey, my husband's a musician. Which I'm like, what kind of, like, the balls on that lady to just... <laughs> what do you got to lose? Uh, yeah, why not? And so... She's he, like, we need to pay the bills. Yeah. Like that, that's what was really motivating her. She's like, we need to keep the lights on. <laughs> we need some AC. We're yeah. out here in the country. Like, So, uh, like, Glenn Campbell gave her the card of somebody that he worked with, and that's kind of how he got his in, and seemed like he was not very sure of himself as a musician, but... People that was well, a songwriter, his, really. As a song it was like writer, early on, he was trying to bring cover songs to the table when he was when he got his record deal, and they were like, "Well, those weren't really working." And they brought in like Chasing That Neon Rainbow mm-hmm. and a couple others that are like pretty classic. And then they're like, "Well, we obviously should record these instead. Like these are way better than the stuff that's out there." Right. So yeah, and and I mean, he's got that story. Like I think he was around thirty mm-hmm. when he got his first record deal. So you know, he like had stuff going on in his life before. It wasn't just like from the time he was in high school gunning to be a right. country musician. The documentary like interviews his four sisters, his older sisters, and they talk about him fixing cars and doing kind of yeah. all these odd jobs type things and being in a band but never really considering it as a career and then just kind of going for it, which I don't know, I think is really interesting and almost kind of like pure feeling like that's what he's supposed to be doing instead of these people that just go for it for the glitz and yeah it's definitely less like a manufacturer kind of thing where it's like he's writing his own songs I mean Chasing That Neon Rainbow is like pretty autobiographical like a lot of his songs are so I mean yeah there's a lot to be said about that and I mean I think he kind of built his career early on like that neo-traditional kind of thing Mm -hmm. and you know trying to be like a lot of those old school country right 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 and Oh, we talked about Chattahoochee with Thomas Strayhorn. Oh, yeah, because we went and got, we got snow cones, cones yeah. afterwards. So I didn't realize until John Howie posted a video of the song uh, Pyramid of Cans, the Miltillis version, that like, oh, that that was probably like an illusion by Alan Jackson. Uh-huh. You know, and he made some, when we talked about Midnight Montgomery, we made uh-huh. some to Hank Williams and that. So like... And he references George Jones a lot, like playing possum and stuff like that. Yeah, and then like the the Whippoorwill and, and Midnight Montgomery. So like, mm-hmm. he's got these nods to classic country yeah. and I appreciate that as I figure out they exist. Because <laughs> I definitely didn't know that existed for, you know, like 20 some years. But... I mean, it just makes me That's appreciate more. That's why we have people like John Howie in our lives to right. bring this to yeah, us. Yeah, he's going to drop so much knowledge on us. And I we're can't like, wait. That's going to be a great episode. <laughs> yeah, we're like, fuck, we're dumb. <laughs> why are we the ones See, hosting this? no, no, no. Spencer, we're great hosts because we bring on guests that are smarter than us. <laughs> well, that's a pretty low bar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in this field, at least. Pretty low bar. So, yeah. We know people, and that's the important thing. Yeah. I really like Little Bitty. I like a lot of Alan Jackson stuff, but well, and you've, really, you've brought up Little Bitty multiple times. I'm sure I have since we've started this podcast. I don't about, remember this, but I'm sure. I mean, I just feel like you've you've mentioned it a couple of times. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fitting for Baby Hooch. It's a little bitty. He's a little bitty guy. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Maybe you'll get to listen to more of this ridiculousness over the coming weeks and months. To be fair, this is the second of the two we've recorded tonight. So we've, we did the we've same got a thing. little bit more alcohol in yes. our systems right now. We did the same thing that we did the first season where we recorded the episode with our first guest first and then did what was supposed to be our first episode second. Behind the curtain. Behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> VH1 special on Neon Boots. Neon Boots. And then it's into all of the secrets. Yeah, now y'all know all of the stupid shit we do. So season two, yeah. Yep. That's it from here on out from us bullshitting by ourselves. You're welcome. We're only subjecting you to one 30-ish minute episode of this. I think we should do this more often. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe we should do it without as many beers next <laughs> Yeah, time. we should first. And first. then we let someone else that's, yeah. you know, maybe going to... We'll post a Twitter poll where you can vote on if you prefer slightly intoxicated... <laughs> Just the two of us, or Stone Sober, just the two of us, which you've never heard before. No, they the first episode of last season. You weren't drinking that episode? Uh, I probably was, uh, but yeah. it was relatively. <laughs> We're going to sign off now before this goes even further off the rails, as most of our episodes do. But we sincerely appreciate you listening for the first <laughs> 21 episodes. We hope you'll listen to at least the next two that we've recorded. One more. You made One more. Those are guaranteed. We might have a few more after that. <laughs> uh, bye, Spencer's mom. Bye, mom. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hold up, let me tell y'all something. You can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me